Hello and welcome to Start Somewhere for Marie Claire with me, Sarah Vaughan. This week, I am so delighted to welcome my very special guest, Lucia Blake, who is founder of London Trans Pride and Transmissions. Hey, Lucia, how are you doing today, my love? Hi, Sarah. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm home in freezing Liverpool, where it's too cold to even go outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I'm snug at home, just like the rest of the country is right now. So, yes, yeah, so things are good. Well, it's, <laughs> it's so great to, 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 to catch up with you. Now, as as you know, and I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you are at home. <laughs> so, so, so... We always start by asking our guests, like, how did you start out in life? Where where did you grow up, and and, and kind of what, what 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 was it what was it like for you growing up? Yeah, it's actually funny that I am actually at home in Liverpool right now because I am right. having all these like self reflective moments. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up in Liverpool, as you can probably tell by. A very strong, thick accent. <laughs> I love the Liverpool accent. It's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. It, 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 it's just wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that quite a lot. I think it makes me seem a lot more friendly than what I am. I get away with a lot more trouble. <laughs> so everyone's like, oh, she's just a friendly Scouse Northerner. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I grew up in, in Liverpool. Um, I come from like a very working class background. Um, my mother was a single barmaid because my father passed away at a very young age due to alcohol issues. Um, you know, and then like alcohol issues, like running my family, mental health issues running my family. Um, when my father passed away, when I was like very young, um, he was actually basically left to die in the hospitals okay. because back then alcoholics had their own ward and they wouldn't be checked on as much. Um, as like other patients so my family then spent like the next 10 years trying to take the hospital into court and like get justice they never won the case um but yeah my family were like battling the hospitals meanwhile I had like an uncle with severe schizophrenia um when he was having like freak outs you know I I like myself have to like trick him into being sectioned um, because he, he like looked after me, he helped raise me with my mother. Um, so, so you know, I'd have to like be like, oh, come home, come home, I'll help you with whatever delusion you're having this day. And then there'd be nurses there. And then, you know, it'd be sectioned for like two weeks. I, I came from a background of poverty, in a sense, um, where people didn't have the best access to healthcare. And because of that, I lost my father at a very young age. Um, and mental health issues like just ran through my family and then the uncle I was I've been telling you about um, he took his own life when I was 16 years old um, yeah so like I obviously didn't realize this at the time and when I first um, moved to London when I got older because I was like I'm actually going to study fashion and um, I'm going to move to London I'm going to create a, like a new life for myself I'm going to you know, find that world of queer hedonism where I can be transgender. Oh, yeah, I'm trans by, by the way to anyone who doesn't know. Listen <laughs> to podcast. Um, but yeah, so, but then when I got to London, it really made me realize how different my upbringing and background yeah. had been to like um, other people's in a sense. And then 
you know, I really started thinking a lot about classism. Yeah. Um, and then I guess thinking about classism and coming from that background of struggle, I guess that really propelled me into the world of activism and then just looking at the whole entire world from every aspect and thinking, you know, how can I make an impact for people in all walks of life? You know, whether that's um, trans people, whether that's queer people, working class people, you know, whatever I can do to try and help black people and people of color, you know. I think that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I mean that that is not an easy start to life. I mean, let's face it, I mean to have that kind of level of loss and trauma <laughs> at an early age is is really tough. Yeah, literally well, to be honest, I like I don't really talk about it often. Like that's yeah. why, you know, when I seen these questions, I was like, oh wow, you know, this actually might be nice to um, you know, think about what how my upbringing impacted the work that I do today because it does doesn't it you know absolutely and and how beautiful you made that choice like that heartfelt choice to actually really help other people I mean that's just that's just so so extraordinary because I was actually thinking about you when you said that you know you've like grew up all around the world as soon as you said that I was like I said that's why she's so into climate change and sustainability because you know she's being around the world and seeing how it's inf- affected people from all different walks of life, life, you know, and you've seen like probably like the earth that it's most beautiful as well, you know, yeah. and thought, I need to protect this. Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> you're so right. Yeah. And, and, and while we consume now, you know, I, I am great in believer in, and really, you know, getting interested, getting curious. I, I, I just have this, deep love of kind of learning about people and what motivates them and 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 you know and and, and just your story is is so so beautiful that that, that you you picked that up and you when you started your activism where where did you actually start I mean you, what, what was your kind of first move oh my god it was in the nightclub <laughs> <laughs> I love it yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when I first um so I moved to London first started studying fashion um, fashion didn't go so well. <laughs> um, and then when I transitioned, I really, I had no confidence at first at all. You know, I was like, I was a nervous wreck just going out into the world and um, like in women's clothes, wearing makeup. I was so scared about like how the world was going to receive me. And, you know, and I'll be honest, there was times where, you know, I did get insults on the street. Um, people would like laugh at me and stare at me and stuff. And then the other like, 70% of the time I was just them being paranoid that the rest of the world was when they probably weren't you know um so yes yeah, so I, I found it really hard to like um find work to like work in like public spaces I found it just really hard to find a place to belong yeah. um and then luckily enough I went to a nightclub in Dalston called Vogue Fabrics yeah. The yeah. 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 But I've heard of it. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's actually it's you know it's got such a big reputation, but it's just literally a little tiny basement. <laughs> Where the most weird and wonderful people, um, go and party. And so I went there and then got a job, like working behind the bar. Wow. Um. And then that's just and then I was just working behind the bar and just seeing like all these like amazing people coming in for like poetry nights and to do workshops and stuff um 
And then I just said, I said, you know, I could use this space to create a place for people like me, for other trans people who are lost in the world, who can't get jobs, who don't have friends, who are feeling really alone. So I said to the owner, I was like, you know, would you mind if once a week I do a night here where we all get together and we all um, just like confide in each other and we help each other transition and we support each other. So then we started doing that and that was transmissions. And then that, yeah, and then that just started to grow because then when we were at them workshops, we'd be like, isn't it disgusting that, you know, the Times have just published all this absurd propaganda about like trans kids and, um, you know, getting access to healthcare saying, you know, implying that trans kids are getting like gender reassignments at the age of like eight, you know, when it's absolutely not happening. Um, and then we were like, should we go and protest outside the Times office? <laughs> no, and then we just go and do it. And it, it just happened so organically, but it came from originally not trying to change the world, but from trying to create space for each other, from trying to create a family, a community. And yeah, and just trying to show love to people out there who are feeling alone. Yeah, that's so beautiful because, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, you know, even in this day and age, it's still a difficult, you know, potential transition to, to, to make and people's families or, or friends aren't, aren't ready for that and, 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 and can be such, such a struggle. And, and as you say, kind of, yeah, I mean, even, even kind of learning even like where to find your shoes <laughs> must be kind of like, like hardcore. Yeah, literally, like the amount of clothes I've been trying on, like, oh my God, this doesn't fit, this doesn't fit, this doesn't fit. Luckily enough, though, you know, I've always had a really supportive mother. Um, a lot a lot of my family didn't understand it, and I did have to, like, cut them out for a few years. And, you know, it was really heartbreaking um, to have to do that, but I had to do that to, like, grow enough me in space. But my mum was always there to, like, take me bra shopping and... <laughs> She's <laughs> such a sweetie. <laughs> That's so lovely. And then, you know, transmissions really, really got going. And then you decided, you know, to 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 tackle fashion, didn't you? I mean, like head on. So tell us a bit about, like, you know, there you were. You started to study fashion. You know, what was it that you, you know, kind of what was your message to the fashion world, and what what were you hoping to to achieve? So, well, so the thing is, is that, you know, like a lot of people who come to transmissions were young trans people in London. A lot of the time, you know, young trans people in London are models, are modeling in the fashion industry or trying to be designers because it's one of the few industries that, you know, where, you know, we're being like weird being the other in society. It becomes trendy once every 10 years. And when it's trendy, things are in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> you know so at the minute trans is trendy so um so fashion was kind of looking at trans people quite a bit but we kind of felt like they were tokenizing transness quite a lot yeah. a lot of trans people weren't being paid for the time a lot of trans no. people were then yeah no. yeah literally and then being invited in to shoots and having like hair and makeup misgendering them you know and we, we were just like the fashion industry is one of the few industries where we can actually be, yes. but it's got a lot of room to improve. Um, you know, it doesn't get a free pass. It's not perfect. And I think a lot of people within the industry do think, are just like, yeah, yeah, we're open-minded. We don't really care. Anything goes. 
but then don't really, you know, have the procedures to accommodate for trans people. Mm. You know, like it's 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 things that you don't think about, and it doesn't make these people bad people, but it's being like, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna invite all these trans people in for a shoot all these trans women, and then you get into the shoot, and then the highest shoot size is a seven. Okay. <laughs> and you know, most trans women are starting at a size nine UK, <laughs> you know, upwards to like twelve sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um <laughs> you know, so it's just things like that. And it's like you've invited seven trans women in here for the shoot and you haven't thought about this because you haven't consulted as a trans person on how to do this properly. You're just trying to, you know, um do the trans trend. You just wanna get that little token and tick the box about doing it properly. And, you know, and then you hear the makeup like misgender and people like, hey, hey, blah, 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 you know, and making it an unpleasant experience. Um, so that was, that was kind of, but that way what all the protest was about. The protest mainly was about sending out a message of visibility and self-love to trans people, yeah. you know? And that's why... We hit up a designer called Florence King. She dressed us all in like these gorgeous garments. You know, we went to we went to the Strand, we went to Somerset House, we went to a few different locations. And each time we'd set up a big giant speaker, um, blasting this techno song that's like, I'ma give you realness, then I'ma give you I swear words, I'm not gonna swear. <laughs> <laughs> and we yeah and we just we create a big giant runway and then one by one we just like storm up and down it you know and every time we do that outside one of the main venues in fashion week all the press would run over all the bloggers would run over everyone would run over and be like what's going on here um and then dazed gave us their login to live stream it you know dazed have like 1.5 million followers or something silly like that yeah. so like we, one person who was in the show was getting message from their friends who was in Berghain in a smoking area and everyone was watching it in the smoking area in Berghain in Berlin. <laughs> you know? Oh, it went global. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, so it was about changing the fashion, fashion industry, but it was also just about showing the world that, you know, trans people are beautiful and it's not all doom and gloom you can find a community you can be fabulous you can be gorgeous you can love yourself people will love you and yeah and you can you can just do it you can just exist and be fearless yeah (laughs) i i I love that message and 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 i have to say you i mean you are gorgeous i mean (laughs) You, you are absolutely beautiful. I'm lucky enough to be able to see Lucia. And, you know, and she's absolutely stunning. I mean, like, you know. Thank you. I've spent, a, I've spent a lot of money on this face. Well, <laughs> I, I can tell you, it, 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 I mean, wow. Absolutely knockout. And for, for me, you know, I, I'm on a mission for, you know, for us to go beyond the tokenism, to really, like, create systemic change. It's not cool just to kind of have things in fashion and then out of fashion. I mean, like, I really believe strongly in proper diversity and inclusion and that the fashion industry needs to embrace that. What what does that look like for you? I mean, what, what, what would you like to happen? Honestly, at the minute, my main um, thing, my main, like, thing that I want to see changed within the fashion industry is that when trans women are getting these campaigns, and these big jobs, they're always cis passing. So they've always had lots of surgery. And a lot of the time you can't tell, you know, not, not to say that these women shouldn't be getting these jobs, 
you know, they should, because they are still trans. They do still face, you know, a lot of hardship. But the point is, is that sometimes it's the easy way out. It's the easy way out for a big brand to say, okay, so we want to do the trans inclusion thing. We're going to put a trans woman in there, but we're going to get one that doesn't look trans. No one who sees the campaign will now. You know, people who see the TV advert or the billboard, you know, everyday people, they won't know that she's trans. So they're not going to phone up and complain. They're not going to give us grief online because they're not going to know. And then the people that do know she's trans will be, you know, people who know it on Instagram and then they'll like our brand. And we'll we'll tick the token box without having to, you know, actually um, create like politically disturbing image. What I would like to see is, you know, and summer sort of big lingerie campaign, putting a trans woman there who has a bulge, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not, you know, at the end of the day, if, you know, cis women can appear on television in lingerie, then a trans woman should be able to with a bulge and it not be like, sexual or uh, like obviously it's all sexual but not it seems like that would be more sexual like that would almost be classed as pornography in a sense you know and that's because it's taboo because we haven't seen this kind of imagery um in our media before you know and when it comes to like you know wishy-washy brands and you know like dove for example you know i want to see them putting a trans woman up who doesn't have boobs yet you know she hasn't grown them from hormones or maybe she hasn't had surgery who maybe has a little bit of stubble as well she's got you know big shoulders she doesn't pass but she is still beautiful and she is still valid in society she's the trans woman who's probably gonna get stuff thrown at her on the streets who's gonna get bullied a lot more so she's the trans woman who needs that spotlight for people to be normalized to the imagery of trans people who aren't this person. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and, and that's so important, isn't it? And, 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 and I really, you know, I mean, what a great invitation. So I know the guys at Dove. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know uh, I'll make sure they listen to this and give you a request, but I think what, what a great idea. I mean, you know, and what an awesome, I mean, you know, to show things how they really are, and 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 to embrace everyone, it's so, it's so important. I mean, it, it 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 it's it's absolutely vital, you know, for us to move forward. I I feel I think you've got lots of advice and tips. <laughs> Do you know what I mean for 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 people that I'd love you to 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 share? So I think, you know, first off, you know, for youngsters who are really kind of coming to the realization that they're trans. Mm. What's, what's your advice to them? My advice would be to write your transness in your own terms. When I first started to transition, I really felt like I had to appeal to society's idea of a woman. But society's idea of a woman is not great at times, you know? Right. Society's yeah. idea of a woman is to be tame and to. Um, you know, and to be well-spoken and to not be as fearless as what a man is, you know? And in a really weird way, I kind of picked that up when I first transitioned, you know, and then I had to analyze that and be like, no, that's not a part of society's version of womanhood that I want for myself. And it's not really what I want for any woman in this world. I would, I would agree with that. Oh, honestly, like, 
like you know i think a woman's power is is, is immense you know and, and 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 that's why we can achieve so much right <laughs> literally but when i first transitioned like i was trying to i was trying to sound a bit more quiet and a bit more well-spoken so that people would see me more as a woman you know and it's it's absolutely absurd <laughs> because my mom my mother has a bit a deep as deeper voice as mine people think we're each other on the phone and we're you know and she's a loud mouth <laughs> and you know and that's the kind of woman that I am because she raised me I am my mother so you know the fact that I was trying to like um, make myself smaller yeah to be seen as a woman is absolutely obscene you know and um, so and the thing I'd say is, you know, play around with gender identity. Go to, well, we can't go to nightclubs at the minute. <laughs> you know, are there all... any virtual ones? Maybe there are some yeah. of virtual ones. Virtual clubs, you know, even just in your bedroom, Instagram, social media, you know, change your name a few times, um, dress up, you know, socialise online, maybe a Zoom party, you know dress up and whatever you want your gender identity to be. If you think you're a trans woman and then you change your mind a month later, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. if you then discover that actually you're more non-binary or you're more gender fluid, you know, that's absolutely fine and it's completely valid. Transness is different for every single person. Um, and, you know, we're all a little bit trans in a sense. Everyone in the world has characteristics from each gender binary, you know. Everyone's a bit gender fluid. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> Whether people like to realize that or appreciate it or not, we are absolutely. I, I, I yeah, that's such a valid. <laughs> and then, I mean, what about these fashion companies? I mean, like, like you know, I mean, like they've got a big missed opportunity here, really. You know, like, like you know, in terms of sizing and what they're making and and what they're portraying. I mean, like. What's, what's, what's your ask to them? Well, you know, I'd, I'd say the important thing is to have trans consultants, to be consultant trans people and to not just be, you know, reading online stuff and trying to guess it yourself. Now, I just started working at art school, the fashion brand. So I've been doing like their casting and consultancy and stuff. Um, and then going forward, I'm going to be on the creative team, you yeah. know, which I'm really excited about because... Art, art school were actually like a big part of the Transmissions Fashion Week protest two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they supported it online. They came and DJed at the after party, you know. And now that I'm at art school and we're putting all the people from that protest, we're now putting them on the runway. And th- this show is like the headline of London Fashion Week. It's like the big spot. <laughs> it's, in fact, it's one of the few shows to go ahead, actually. Most people are doing presentations now. We're going ahead with a show. Um, you know, it's going to be absolutely incredible. But for us, it's a learning curve, dressing trans people. And it is because we've been, well, the designers, you know, more so, have been taught how to make clothes in a cis-normative way, mm-hmm. you know? So even brands like Art School that are queer and trans to the core, you know, even we're not getting it right all the time. We're having to consult the trans people that come in we're having to really try it out a few times trying different dresses on different body shapes um you know and so going into the future we're looking at different ways of fastening garments you know um so yeah so it's all about it's okay to get it wrong just own up to your mistake and make sure that trans people are involved in 
the creative process going forward. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> at, at the end of this, we'll share uh, Lucia's details so that you know where to contact her too. Um, and then really, like, we've got a very broad audience of reach of, 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 of people listening to this. And really, for those that don't really know much about, you know, the trans community, do you know I mean? or feel a bit shy or nervous, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you know... How, how, how do they get it, you know, get involved? What, what, what can the general public do? You know, it's, it's like, because it's funny what you say, everyone does feel like really shy and nervous about it. And, you know, my thing being, you know, a working class girl from Liverpool is that I want it to be, I want it to be fun. I want it to be friendly. I want it to be, you know, a happy conversation where people are allowed to say the wrong thing. You know, we do live in this culture sometimes where, if you do say the wrong thing, you know, you're cancelled, you're shot down and stuff. I really don't want people to feel like that at all. You know, I want people to be able to be like, because you don't learn if you don't ask and you don't right. learn if you don't get it wrong. Do right. you, you know? <laughs> you know, no, you don't. And I think, I think so many people are just terrified of saying the wrong thing, particularly the Brits. I mean, let's face it, absolutely terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to offend anyone, you know, like, oh my God. <laughs> but I think, I think in that mindset, that's when you do end up saying the wrong thing. Of course, right? Because you're too shy to just ask what's the right thing to say here, what's the right way to go about this. So scared to ask that you just end up saying something absolutely absurd. <laughs> and people are like, what? <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, for the general public, I'd, I'd say just try and listen to trans people more it's very easy to think of transness as this like a dystopian concept when it's debated so much in the media people talk about trans people as if we're not actual human beings you know as if we're something that hasn't happened yet if that makes sense if that makes sense like people like it's hilarious yeah. when trans people have been happening for centuries right literally, yeah literally like thousands of years but they, they kind of like they forget that we're human beings and we're kind of like dehumanized in these conversations. So I think people need to like see trans people and listen to trans people and re- just remember that like, we're like everyone else. We've got the same fears, the same wants, you know, we just want like a happy, normal life, the very most standard equalities of life, you know? And yeah, and that we're just like people like everyone else. We're just, you know, like me, I, like to be honest, like some people who haven't seen me since before I was trans, so like they say to me, I really want to meet Lucia. I want to, I want to meet her. And this is like my cousins that I've known since I'm growing up with. And I'm like, I'm like, you're not meeting me for the first time. I'm the same person. I've just got longer hair, a boob job. <laughs> Half my nose is gone. I've got some makeup on. You know, but it's still me. You're not, you're not meeting a new person. You're not meeting Lucia. Lucia's still me. Just with a different name and slightly different appearance. You know, so I think people just really need to like chill out. It's not as big as what it is. We make up like zero point one percent of the population you know yeah but but i love you i mean there's a very important general message i think for everyone it's like you know see see the person really see the person drop the label you know because each of us are unique you know and and each of us is special and, and and i think that's so so important and my love if if anybody wants to get hold of you and they they've been moved what you've you've had to say it, like Duff or, 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 or anyone just awesome. can, can they find you? <laughs> um, at Lisha Blake on Instagram. Fantastic. <laughs> there we go. There we have it. So 
Um, thank you so, so much for, for, for sharing your, your story and, and really like, you know, really driving for, for, for an inclusivity that is so needed and so refreshing. And thank you for your honesty and for your sharing. It's just been such a joy. Oh, thanks, Sarah. It's been really nice talking to you as well.